Well, hello, and welcome back to Tap That Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters, and thank you for joining. This is the Arizona Craft Beer Podcast, so I assume that you like craft beer from Arizona, or you just like craft beer, or maybe you like me. I don't know. Either way, thank you for joining in to the show today. Now, we're going to go back to another episode of Behind the Pint. Now, this is these are little mini episodes. Really, they weren't even meant to be published. We recorded these in 2018, 2019. Uh, during the the creation of the Arizona Beer Book, which is our coffee table style book that highlights uh, 35 breweries and a meadery and a cider house across Arizona, and we tell the story of the places, and but we also dig, dig deep into a specific uh, beer that they make. Right? We wanted to really get a story like what is something that captures who Button Brew House is. Right? So never meant to be published it was just you'll even hear that in here saying hey we're not going to publish this but we got permission everybody's cool with it uh we make sure we have permission before we publish these but they're really cool they're, they're really just uh, uh, an inside look at a specific beer and sometimes it's your favorite beer and sometimes it's a beer that you haven't even tried either way it's a win-win it's not you know it's really cool hearing these stories it's not you know like figuring out that chicken nuggets are just pink slime right it's quite the opposite it makes you enjoy these drinks that you that you already like it makes you enjoy them even more so it makes a really great labor day gift as well i know we don't usually buy gifts for labor day but we all know a hard-working person in our in our life right so let's celebrate their hard work with a gift of the arizona beer book you can find it at the arizona or you can go to your local tap room or brewery see if they have it and Get yourself a book. Get your friend a book. Get your hardworking friend or family member a wonderful book. So let's get into this one. This is uh, Chiltepin Red. This is a red ale, a spicy Sonoran red ale from Button Brew House. Button Brew House is in Tucson, just north of downtown Tucson, about 15 minutes north of downtown Tucson. So if you're heading down the 10 to go into Tucson, get off the Ina exit and hit up Button Brew House. They're doing some really cool stuff there. And the Catalina Brewing is right there. I've never been there. I should probably hit that place up. Um, I've heard good things about it as well. So, Button Brew House, this particular one, this is this is really cool. Todd telling the story of of how Chiltepin found its way and in, into this beer and into his life, really. <laughs> but uh, before we get into it, uh, they do have a couple things coming up. They have Button Brew House on August 4th has a limited bottle release. So this is the Brandy Apple Brandy Barrel Aged House Arrest Imperial Stout. It's a collaboration with the Marana Brewery Club and the Flying Leap Vineyards and Distillery. So go check it out. That is going on August 4th. And then they also have their anniversary september 18th is their four-year anniversary where they're going to have music beer food fun times they've got a really great event space and i think from the sounds of it they're going to block off the parking lot which is going to make it even bigger just a really really great space for an event which makes sense that on october 9th they're doing an Oktoberfest. there's not a lot of details just yet about this as far as specifics of the breweries uh, i think they're still working on that but there's 18 different breweries or maybe they know. I guess if you have 18, that's pretty specific, Erica. I'm going to tell you. If you're listening, it's pretty specific. So I think you'd know. You just were keeping that information for me. <laughs> no, just kidding. So they got 18 different breweries. Uh, it's $35. You get a half liter. I had to Google that. I had to convert liters to pints. And it's just a little over a pint. So you get a half liter ceramic mug. And you get three 
pours um, from those breweries. Not three each. I thought that at first. I'm like, what? Like, half? It's a good time. No, I believe. Just check it out. Follow Button Brew House. Go to find them on the internet. Just Google Button Brew House. Their website is buttonbrewhouse.com. And then you can follow on social media. I think if you're listening to this, you have a pretty good idea of how to find them. So, all right, let's wrap this thing up. Let's chat. Uh, let's tap into Chiltepin Red. Um, we went to we went to Flagstaff for something, and uh, we stayed at the hotel right by Dark Sky. Um, so, I don't. I can't remember. That's a new yeah, one they yeah. built. It's the big new one they built. So uh, we were. We're going to go downtown for something. I'm like, hey, let's swing in Dark Sky, see if the guys are there. You know, we'll talk to them. And they were doing a collaboration with Cider Core and the um, Rolly Farmhouse. And so we walked in. And I was excited for my daughters to see, like, the brew process. As soon as we walked in, they're like, oh, what is that smell? Like, yelling it. I'm like, shh, like, be cool. It was the mash. Like, it was, they were, you know, the smell of that. For uh-huh. them, it was like, ah, I do not like this smell. Huh. So, yeah, like, I don't know. Like it just smells. I'm like that's like a beautiful smell, you know. I love the smell. I of think mash. it's great. Yeah, I know. yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah, it's one of my favorite. You know, it, and it smells like that all day in the brew house yeah. too. And, and you you walk outside, you come back in, you're like, ah, oh. because <laughs> yeah. if it's a, if it's like a light beer, it's like bready, you know. Yeah. So it smells like sugar cookies or <laughs> yeah. or or uh, you know snickerdoodles or something. And if it's like a if it's like a red ale, it smells like uh, I don't know oatmeal cookies or yeah. something like that, yep. you know, or or, uh, or oatmeal raisin or something like that, or chocolate chip, you know. Exactly. That's, that's what I smell. I smell cookies and yeah. bread. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. So um, now now I'm recording this, but this is just for our notes for the article. So this I won't release this um, audio. So um, tell me about the the um, Chiltepin. like so like the beginning of it. Let's start with that. Like, have you making it from the yeah, beginning? Yeah, so um, my wife and I went to Portland, and there was a brewery up there. Uh, they had this chili beer that they made with scotch bonnet peppers. But it wasn't just the peppers they used. And scotch bonnets have a really nice characteristic. They have an amazing flavor. They've got good heat, but the heat kind of fades quickly. Okay. Uh, peppers like habaneros and jalapenos have thicker oils on them. They'll kind of hang out a little bit longer. And if you've ever had a habanero, you probably know an hour later it's hotter. Yeah. <laughs> so so scotch bonnets don't really do that. Neither do chiltepines. Okay. So chiltepines, they, again, they, they've got a really good flavor. But the heat fades yeah, after a few minutes, so you're not left uncomfortable. So it's a great chili pepper to cook with and and uh, put into beer. Yeah. <laughs> so this brewery in Portland, they, they brewed this Scotch Bonnet chili pepper beer. The base beer was like an American wheat. So it really had uh, it, it really just a really mild base so that the, the chili pepper flavor could shine. And it was they did it perfectly. It, it had heat, but it didn't make you uncomfortable. It was drinkable. You okay. wanted to have more than one. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I was like, wow. Because up until that point, every chili beer I've had was, was either too much or you're left going, where's the chili in this beer? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, where's, you know, uh, and, and how hard how, – it's not easy to do. Yeah. So uh, um, I, I got we got home back to Tucson, and I'm like, well, if they did it, I can do it too. Yeah. <laughs> we had a Chiltepine uh, bush in our backyard. So uh, I uh, then the next step was, well, what do you want to put it in? 
So I, I had a, a red ale that I brewed all the time. And because yeah. I, I like reds and stouts and IPAs and all kinds of beers. So, yeah. so I had a red recipe that I brewed all the time that I'd been doing for a few years. And it was, you know, kind of my go to red. So I pulled that out and, and uh, I, I used uh, an English ale yeast on it. Uh, but instead, I switched it over to an American ale yeast to get rid of the esters. Okay. And again, for the chili pepper. So I, I brewed that and I threw some chiltepines in it. And it came out good, but it wasn't wasn't what I really wanted it to be. Okay. Uh, it so you was had an good. idea of where you wanted it to go. Right. Okay. Exactly. So it was, it had good heat, but the chili pepper flavor just wasn't there. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was there, but you had to really had to look for it, and that's yeah. not what you should have to do. You yeah. Know? So, so I was like, all right. But the beer flavor and the choice of the beer, I thought it was right by doing a red ale. Okay. Um, because it gives it these nice uh, bready and and like almost like a light toasted bread flavor, uh, you know, with with nice light malt characteristics that really balanced well. Yeah. With the chiltepine flavor. Okay. So it wasn't real hoppy beer, so you didn't have the bitterness stealing away from it. It wasn't like uh, any other crazy flavors going on to steal the chili pepper flavor. Yeah. So so I felt it was a good balance there, but I couldn't figure out how to get the chili pepper flavor and how to do that. Of what you wanted. And yeah, what yeah. I wanted. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and I tried it a few more times, and I just, I just wasn't getting to where I wanted to get. And uh, so... Um, my wife and I went to a taco stand one day and got some Sonoran hot dogs and some carne asada tacos. Okay. And I grabbed, I picked up one of my tacos and I grabbed a lime and I squirt my lime on it and with the pico de gallo and stuff that's on the taco. And it hit me. You use the citrus, the lime, when you make guacamole or salsa or on your taco to bring out the, the, the flavors, right? Yeah. It, you don't make it citrusy. You, it helps the acid in it brings out other flavors. Ah, interesting. Okay. So I was like, that's gotta be it. So I, I, I added some lime zest. The next time I brewed, I added some lime zest and lemon peel. And that's what we, that's what we have now. That was the key. That, that was, was it. It, yeah. it. It really brought every, it brought everything together Yeah. and it brought more of the flavor out from the chiltepine. Um, cause we, like I said, I was already happy with the heat and, and the beer choice and stuff like that. It just, it was one thing it was missing. And I think that that's what did it yeah. to kind of help round it out. And, and, uh, but it took me a while and it took me eating a taco again, beer is food, yeah. an extension of food, <laughs> exactly. it took me eating a taco to figure it out and, yeah. and, and what it was missing. Yeah. So, and that's that's basically what it is today. Well, so. I think it's interesting too because it goes to show your knowledge of of food, um, of the, of knowing that 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 lime juice is what like kind of amplifies and brings out those other flavors. Oh yeah, acid's yeah. one of the main sources of of flavor in all kinds of cooking. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's so here. So you got uh, what about? Um, did you talk about the malt? Like what what malt? Um, and hops do you use for it? So we use uh, we use uh, um, some Maris Otter. Okay. And uh, uh, for the pale malt, and, and another malt called Red X. Oh, it's interesting. A, okay. It's, uh, it's a brew malt that's uh, it's uh, uh, made by Best Malls from from Germany, and it it's it's got an SRM of about eleven or so. It's uh, brings a nice ruby red hue color. Okay. To the to the beer. Then we then we have. Uh, uh, caramel malt that we use, a couple different caramel malts that we okay. use uh, to to bring out some of those caramelized flavors, um, and uh, 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 a little bit of wheat. Okay. So. Gotcha. 
Um, and how do you do? What do you? How do you add the chilies? Like what? What do you? Do you use like a bag or do you? I like how? Yeah, we we crush them and we put them in like a fine mesh bag and we okay. throw them in at the end of the boil. Gotcha. And it just kind of steeps it like a like a coffee or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because gotcha. we don't we don't want to like cook all the flavor out, but we yep. want to bring enough flavor out. I've tried it a lot of different ways. I've tried it in the mash. I've tried it early in the boil, late in the boil, uh, dry hopping a lot of different ways. And uh, so we'll add the chilled beans at a couple different points, but I feel like that that uh, at the end of the boil brings a brings a, a really good flavor to it. Yeah. And then we throw some in the fermenter too. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And then um, do you so how let me, so how, how would you describe it? Um, just how would you describe it? And then how would you describe it to a non-beer person? Okay. Uh, in, in fact, it, it's funny you say that because. Uh, Sometimes we get people in here that don't really care for beer. Yeah. Their friend drug them in here and <laughs> yeah. they'd rather have a glass of wine. Yeah. Uh, those people have actually been the ones who like it. Ah, interesting. Be, okay. be, because of that and, and uh, because it's so different. Um, but, but at any rate, uh, what I would say is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a chili beer. It's, it's got a, a red ale base. So you've got those nice bread, toasted bread flavors and stuff for the finish. Um, up front, you're gonna get you're gonna get all the heat up front, kind of in the back of your palate. Okay. It's kind of gonna hit it in the back of your palate, and then kind of move forward into the rest of your mouth and and coat your mouth. Um, the heat and the chili plep, the chili pepper flavor fades the first, and then the heat kind of goes away a few minutes after that. And the after flavor is the flavor of the red ale. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say something. I can't remember what. Um, so, okay. So I know we talked about this a minute ago in the, in the actual podcast, but like, um, food pairing, like pairing that with food and also cooking with it. Cause you said other places have cooked with it as yeah. well. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So like at home, uh, one of the things I like using it for is boiling brats. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, I use it as uh, partially for marinades when I'm cooking steaks or pretty much any meat. Yeah. It works with chicken, pork, beef. You name it. Um, uh, any anything where you want to use a beer for a marinade or something, replace it with the chiltepine, and it, it just adds a little bit more flavor. Yeah. Um, uh, beer batter. Use I was going to say beer, beer batter. batter. Yeah. Beer yeah. batters are, are they're bland and a little bit boring, and it doesn't make it spicy. It just adds some flavor and a little bit of color to it too. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, some of the other things we, we we did with it is you know put a pint of it in your chili. You usually yeah. put a lager in your chili or something like that. Well, yeah. use chelspin again yeah. and, and <laughs> yeah. give it another dimensional flavor. So there's stuff like that. And then Do- Dominic's restaurant down the street, they, they made a beer cheese soup. So it's chicken, ah, bacon, nice. and chelspin oh, cheese soup. And yeah. uh, it was it was delicious. It yeah. was really good. <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, we, we were paired with Brush Fire Barbecue when we did an event down at Casino del Sol for Saka. And uh, it, it, that was a lot of fun, too. And we worked with Gray over at Brush Fire, and he came up with this idea to use a chiltepine on a brisket. So he injected the brisket, he, uh, he, he, he glazed it, and he smoked this thing. And then he made a sauce from the chiltepine. And, and, uh, and then when the sauce was served, he poured more chiltepine into the sauce and mixed it up just before we, we used it. Yeah. So... It, 
it, it was awesome. It, it gave it so many dimensional flavors. Now, I'm probably biased, but it was the best brisket I ever had. <laughs> of course you're biased. I would you be know, too, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to be. I was trying to be really objective about it, but the flavor was incredible. Yeah. It was, it's, it's a great beer to cook with. And, and uh, obviously, you know, Gray did a phenomenal job smoking it and had a nice smoke ring on it, and it was delicious. Uh, and it was a good cut of beef, but, man, that uh, yeah, that, that chiltepin added some cool flavor to it. Um, you know, so th- things like that have been, been a lot of fun to be a part of and, yeah. and uh, learning more about that. And then, oh, and Dove Mountain Brewing Company, on their menu, they have a short rib that they oh, a nice. beef short rib that they that they deglaze with the chiltepine and they make yeah. a sauce for it and serve that on a on a bed of potatoes. Yeah. So with the sauce pouring poured all you know, poured over it and Yeah. It's it's delicious. You're getting hungry just talking about it. I'm yeah, getting yeah, hungry yeah. you describing I'm, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, and then uh, also some of the blends. You guys do some blends with it as well. Um, I mean we'll, we'll talk about the Michelada just on its own, but uh, like some of the blends you guys do Chiltepin and the stout, and yeah. the Chiltepin and the IPA. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the Chiltepin and the stout is probably my favorite of, of those. It's a, uh, you, you know, we just do fifty fifty. Okay. And, and yeah. you get the flavors of the stout, and you get the flavors of the Chiltepin. They blend really well together. We call it our uh, snoring hot chocolate. Yeah, I like that. And then um, the uh, Chiltepin and the IPA, we call it the Chili Hopper. The Chili Hopper. And, yeah. and uh, it, that, that's really good too. You know, and, and the fun thing about the blends, if the beer is too spicy for you on its own, but you really like it, yeah. we could blend it with a Blondale. Yeah. Or with an Amber. You know, with with something that's more like the base beer, sure. and just to cut down the spice a little bit for you. Yeah. So there's there's always that option too, um, but it blends it even blends well with the sour. It blends oh, well really? with the Berliner Weiss. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's actually really good. You want a little bit more sour than you do a Chiltepin in there, but it, it it blends really, it gives it a really cool flavor. So it works yeah. with a lot of different beers. Yeah, diverse. It seems like a diverse beer, like all around, like. Food wise, like mixing with other beers and and yeah, the Michelada, yeah, like that. then the Michelada, the prime, yeah. the the crown jewel, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely get to cheat with our Micheladas a little bit because of the Chiltepin beer. Yeah, yeah, dude, that was amazing. What what you um, uh, when you made that? So I mean, I'm looking here: lime juice, tomato juice. Uh, probably some secret ingredients in there. I don't know what it was, but it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let me see. I think that's about it. Let me see if there's any other things that, uh, that we got. So the can art, uh, Erica did the can art for that, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. She does all the artwork, all of it, all all the, all the beer artwork, all the posters, the logos, everything. Yeah. She, uh, she, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically like we have our own in-house marketing firm. Yeah. And and so when we want to do a promotion, it's a lot of work, but when we want to do promotion or advertise something, we can knock it out the same day. Yeah. So that's really helpful for us. Well, and plus the fact that you, um, um, you're in control of it. Right, you're not just saying, "Hey, we're going to hire somebody and hope that they execute on our vision." You know. Well, you know, working in the industry for 18 years, one of the hardest things for graphic designers is is working with trying to pull somebody else's idea out of their head. Yeah. And yeah. and and get it down for them to yeah. where they're going to like it. And some people know exactly what they want, and they're the hardest ones to work with. Yeah. And then the ones that have no idea what they want, they're usually the easiest yeah. ones to work with. <laughs> I have a general idea. Like, okay, yeah. let me just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
So it's uh, it's 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 always a challenge, but you know, because you can never see into somebody's head. Yeah, and yeah. You go, oh, that's what you want, and, yeah. and it's hard to explain it. Yeah, in a lot of ways, and everybody communicates differently. So exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, cool. I think that's it, Todd. I appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, we're good.